Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Breaking the Code. One topic, no script. And today we are talking about the best era in comic books. And you're going to get three different answers from three different guys. Don't forget, guys, this is all subjective. This is what we think is the best era in comics. What we think is the best may not be what you think is the best. So by all means, go ahead and let us know in the comment section below what you think is the best era in comic books. And with that being said, gentlemen, I will go ahead and start this one off. Really quick. Before we get started, if we can, for just a moment, let's give our casual viewers out there a quick rundown of what we're talking about comics, ages, what we're talking about, right? Comic books, we generally refer to them as a precious metal age. This is just a generalization. Now, depending on where you Google, where you search, the years mm -hmm. may shift a little bit. What I'm about to give you is just a quick synopsis. Starting in 1938 to the 1950s, that's considered the golden age of comics. Why? It's the original age of comics. They started printing them. Why are they called comics? Because you comic newspapers, comic strips, right? Uh, so you used to open, I don't know how old you are, maybe I'm an old guy, but you used to open <laughs> the newspaper back then and they had comic strips in the back of the newspaper. And so Spider-Man, Superman. Eventually a publisher said, hey, there are people out there who take the newspaper and give them to their kids so they can read the comics or the funnies, as they were called. Why don't we just produce a separate publication that just has those funnies or those comics in it? And they would print them, hence comic books, right? And so that's the, the origin of the comic book. And, and these things were all over the place, all different types of panelized stories told around. That's the golden age of 1938 to 19, uh, let's see, 1938 to 1956. Then you have the silver age, right? This is really where kind of the superhero starts to take off. The superhero is created in the golden age, but it really starts to take off in the silver age, right? And then we have the bronze age, and then we have the modern age, and each one is associated with years. 1956 to the 1970s, the silver age, the bronze age, 1970s, and 1985-ish. And then 1985-ish to current, the modern age, where we currently are. So listen to what we're saying around this, right? Um, as we go through this, we're not going to all just line ourselves into these specific groups. But now you've got to understand in golden age, where that fits, silver age, where that fits, bronze age, where that fits, and modern age, where that fits. Absolutely. So with that, Tim... Thank you for allowing the interruption. Please go ahead and dive into. Oh, no, that, that was perfect. Thank you. Well, all right. With that being said, I'm going to go ahead and dive into what I think my best era in comics is. And it falls in the modern age, but it starts with a title. And it all starts with Ultimate Spider-Man. When Bendis came in to do Ultimate Spider-Man and really start the Ultimates universe for comic books, uh, Ultimates universe is just kind of like a separate thing from the main Marvel comic book stuff mm -hmm. that we know and love. They tried to do something new, fresh, and different, and they brought in a virtual unknown with a master Spider-Man artist. So the unknown was Bendis at the time. And the master Spider-Man artist was Mark Bagley, uh, who had a wonderful run in the early to late 90s on Amazing Spider-Man. 
but uh, it goes from there and you have all these events that take place during that time you have civil war that takes place during that time you have world war hulk that takes place during that time you have Mm -hmm. secret war not secret wars or marvel superhero secret wars but secret war you have secret invasion you have Uh, On the DC side of things, you have uh, Infinite Crisis that takes place. You have Final Crisis, Love It or Hate It, that takes place. You have the New 52 that happens during that time period. You have Flashpoint, you have Blackest Night, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, the, the list goes on. And even in Independence, Image in the 2000s really started to come into their own with giving a bigger focus on creator-owned books and stories that had a definitive beginning, middle, and end. And even with their ongoing series, aside from like their legacy characters like Savage Dragon and Spawn, which are still carrying on today, uh, you had uh, books like... uh, uh, let's see here, not Why the Last Man, but Saga came in during that time period and uh, other creators like Tinian would come in, Kirkman becoming a, a member of the board, The Walking Dead starting at that time, uh, Invincible during that time period too, uh, and so on and so forth. It's, it's from 2000 to 2014. And one more thing that needs to be brought up is the re- surgeons of valiant comics 2012 the summer of valiant and the next two years that was a major event for local comic shops and so on and so forth Uh, uh, movies aside video games aside tv shows aside my personal opinion is from 2000 to 2014 that was the sweet spot i think that was a time period when comics were absolutely at their peak when things were being written very well and uh risks were being taken that paid off uh some things didn't but a lot of things did do you guys got any thoughts on that no i think you i think everything you're saying makes perfect sense um uh it's a I feel like the era of comics that you're talking about is an era of great exploration and advancement in comics. And, uh, and I, storytelling I really shifted during that point too. I agree completely. I think you make great points across that. It's understandable why you pick that you define that as your era. Yeah. And it's a great era in that respect because of the fact that like you alluded to, you had all these not no names, but new faces coming back coming in as writers and artists Mm. and how they've just transcended comics from that point to now has been just astonishing in its own right yeah absolutely okay well uh tone what do you think is the greatest era in comic books so um uh as everyone as the team here knows i've been very conflicted in making this because i think every era added something making a decision something profound to the history of comics and i was torn primarily between the silver age of comics and the modern age of comics so we're going to talk silver age briefly from 1956 to 1970 and then modern age from kind of 1985 to current 
And Real I, quick, Tone, do you know the book that officially ushered in the Silver Age of comic books? Officially? Do you know what that is? Yep. No, I don't. This is the, a do you know question. That's right. And uh, no points for you. Uh, the book is a DC book and it is showcased, but I don't remember the number. I, I want to say 64, but I could be wrong. The first Silver Age appearance of The Flash. That oh, is okay. the book that officially starts the Silver Age of comics. Cool. Yep. I did not know that. Learn something new every day. And knowing and is half you, the battle. And knowing is half the battle. <laughs> right. Um, I feel like we need like a GI Joe banner. <laughs> What's that meme? It's, it says knowing is half the battle. The other half is blood and shooting. Right? Yeah. Uh, I'll see you next time, one. villains. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Silver Age was such an era of creation for superheroes. And a lot of the heroes that we read and know and love today were made in the Silver Age. You have the classic, the iconic heroes who were made in the Golden Age. Like mm-hmm. Captain America is a Golden Age hero. Superman is a Golden Age hero. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, Batman is a Golden Age hero. Most of the Avengers are Silver Age heroes. Most of Marvel are Silver Age heroes. They were. It's 1962 when Stan Lee uh, gets with uh, gets with uh, Jack uh, Jack King Kirby. Mm-hmm. and starts developing this universe and so there's such a to me that's where the groundwork for the modern comic industry was laid now so i have a great affinity for it but now let's talk about where i was torn with the modern era and i'm going to select the modern era from 1985 forward as being uh the best uh era of comics this era of comics, not only did art improve dramatically where we mm-hmm. currently are, and, and this is not to diminish any of the artists that came before 1985, right? But as we know, techniques advance, capability advances, and what was able to be done on paper and the speed of which you can do it enhanced greatly every five to eight years. I think that a lot of artists around that time period, maybe a year or two before, really put a lot of focus into anatomy. Mm-hmm. And it made a huge difference. I agree. I absolutely agree. And then on top of that, you have, when you get 85 and beyond, you start getting big ballsy stories you really start that's that's the step out of comics are for kids right and comics start being written for for young adults for young men and young women if they were reading it back then there didn't seem to be a huge cadre of women reading but they were there right but young men young women comic aficionados who loved comics and could take more mature stories Got another question for you real quick, Tone. Oh, yeah. Do you know uh, what the two books are that are the unofficial start of the modern age of comic books? Jamie, you should already know this. Unfortunately. Yeah. Do you have any idea? No, no. Go for it. The Dark Knight Returns and Watchmen. Those are the totally those are the two stories that are the unofficial start of the modern age of comic books. I can completely see that. Um, Sorry to interrupt. No, no, no interruption. Actually, I'm glad I got them both back here on the show. Right, I've read them both a million times. I got um, them both sitting right over there. And so, um, not only does the the technique of art in the modern era just become just uh, uncanny, outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, there's simultaneous, and, and I would argue 
more dynamic, right? Less detail instills more motion, more movement. Um, but the stories just, uh, there's a lot of pulling the chains off of, of creators and saying, mm -hmm. go for it increasingly as the years go on. Um, and so when you have stories that are being told, we, we know uh, to, uh, we know you had the big Marvel crossovers, which I thought to a large degree in their earlier lives were very well managed, right? Mm -hmm. They start getting a bit out of control in the 90s, right? But it's yeah. the 80s when those, when those crossovers start becoming prominent, right? Um, the Mutant Massacre. Uh, and then they say, hey, this made money. Let's just do a bigger story. The Secret Wars. DC says, let's do a story. You get Crisis on Infinite Earths. Right. And that that takes us into the 90s. And um, and so, yeah, I, I'm going to put hang my hat on the modern era and especially the last 10 years. Right? OK. And I say when I say modern era across the modern era, it just keeps getting better. So when you're saying the last 10 years, you're kind of coming in right at the last two years of what I think is the best. And you're taking it forward from there. That's pretty yeah. cool. Why do you think that is? primarily exclusively because of the independents. Number one, uh, the independent comics are, it used to be, the comic them used to really be like, imagine a plane with two jet engines, right? Mm -hmm. And you had Marvel and you had DC and the comic industry went as those go, right? And every other, every other publisher was a small publisher that was kind of scrambling for uh, scraps for scraps off the table and putting out the best content they could uh, and not getting too expanded so they could keep putting out their few books that they did, right? And so they were very quality, they, they weren't mainstream. Sometimes they were hard to get, sometimes they were hard to access, right? Yep. And the modern era has done away with that, right? These, these uh, independent publishers like Boom, uh, like Dark Horse, like Valiant, right? Like IDW, um, and on and on and on, like Aftershock. They put out great material consistently. Did I say image in that? Like image. Yeah. And um, well, I mean, you had other companies too, like uh, Devil's Due, that was a rocket ship that just yeah. went right back down. But for a time, they were they were right up there. They were putting out GI Joe and Transformers and mm -hmm. and things like that. And it was quality storytelling, like you said. So and you Mad Mad Cave now comes into play. Yeah. And so now you get taking place simultaneously, you get the comic companies, the big, the, the big two, right? Wanting to shake things up, right? And they turn their own company, they turn their own character universes on their head for different reasons, some monetary, some social based, whatever it may be. They turn their, they turn 30 years, 40 years, 50 years of canon on its head. Some people hate it. Some people love it because it's change, right? Mm -hmm. And then simultaneously, you have this just burgeoning support in the comic world from these independents that are just telling non-superhero badass stories, right? And so there's literally a comic book out there now for everyone, right? Yeah. Um, and if we really do a parallel here, uh, why I say the past 10 years, um, the rise of, uh, of, of anime, uh, Japanese anime in the West, mm -hmm. right? What happens after World War II? Uh, Japan is really destroyed. Uh, there's, a, there's an economic downturn across the globe. United States, hey, we, we came out of that great. A lot of the world didn't. 
And so with certain economic centers destroyed in Japan, street artists began drawing stories. And that's the advent of animation, of, of manga. Well, at that time, too, you had a lot of uh, Western society really being hungry for Japanese culture after the war was over, too, because it was accessible now. And so now what we see is shown in manga nowadays, right? Uh, we see it on, we see uh, uh, animation, we see anime, and we see it great. That's just one bucket of manga uh, anime that takes place in, that takes place here in mm-hmm. Japan. There are many, many genres, right? There are, it's, it's more akin to our Hollywood. There, uh, there are manga and anime for elderly people, for parents, for kids, and socially they accept it, right? There's a manga for everyone. You Mm. like law stories, there's a manga for you. You like romance stories, there's a manga for you, right? It's all out there. If if you're a teenage boy, there's a manga for you. Teenage girls, there's a manga for you. Young adults, there's a manga for you. In college, there's a manga for you. Man working a mechanic's job, right? (laughs) Instead of coming home and just turning on the TV, there are a thousand mangas for you, right? I feel like our comic industry in the past 10 years have finally hit that same stride. I hear that. Where every demographic that's out there in the United States, I don't care what region you're from, I don't care what nationality or background you're from, there's a comic out there for you in the modern age of comics. So if you say, I don't like the big superhero stuff, I like horror. Horror is back. If you say you like the occult and uh, and and vampires, it's back. If if you say you like fantasy, right, swashbuckling, it's back, right? It's yeah. here. You like sci-fi, it's back. Um, and so that's why I say it. Uh, I, I picked the modern age. Okay. With emphasis on the last ten years. Jamie, what about you? What do you got to say on this? Well, you guys are doing a great job. I just been sitting back listening. This is great. <laughs> Um, so the way I went about this is I broke this down in, well, my pick is the modern era. Let's just put it that way to start, but I broke it down to two different sections. Okay. All right. Now I'm going to go with the first one, which is DC retrospected with, uh, independence. And I'm going to say 1990 to 2000 for that. I feel like it was the insurgence of image we got the chance to start something new something bold something no one's thought of with big creators jumping ship to independent yeah at that time and you know becoming the bad boys of comics if you must say the pistons of comics ladies yeah. and gentlemen but with <laughs> dc's aspect in it all i feel like that was the greatest era of continuity that we've ever gotten mm-hmm. especially with Everyone had their own spotlight. No one went under 40 books. You know, there yeah. wasn't really like, oh, here's a six issue on Booster Gold. No, Booster's getting a number one and it's going to go 50 issues. What about Blue Devil? Blue Devil, okay, fine. He gets 40. You know, characters that we didn't know finally got that, that spotlight for themselves during that time frame. Mm-hmm. And everybody was in everybody's book. There was so many tales, so many story arcs where people, Green Arrow jumping in with Green Lantern. Or, you know, Aquaman working with Wonder Woman. And every book had a filler for that. So that whole story arc was two issues from each respective uh, hero. Right. Well, I to, to add on to that about Image uh, coming onto the scene, I think that their uh, move onto the field with the big two in such a big way 
really shook up Marvel and DC to get them to do things like that, to bring in characters in other books that they normally wouldn't do. And like Daryl Banks said in the interview we did with him to do more risks and to do more edginess. Yes. And, and that's what they did in that time frame. Now, the second part for this is obviously Marvel. Mm -hmm. For me, Marvel's era for me was 2010 to 2020 we were overlapping with our years and i love that because for from 2010 to 2012 all of us here yes can but say for that me when marvel is a different perspective than what you guys had okay we had the boom of the mcu mm-hmm. and that turned people's heads and went there's a comic for this what do you mean and then you get that growth you got that market share now where people are coming in going hey i just saw captain america civil war um where does this start for me come over here and let me show yeah (laughs) i I love tony stark as iron man can i where where the iron man comics at you know it it started this new revolution where it it, it built a new community it built Mm -hmm. a whole new establishment yeah dc and obviously independence had to have this great rise during this time frame but marvel really took a hold of it where they were just it was the same thing from the 90s every character got a book let's throw it at the wall to see if it sticks and everything stuck at that time yes and that was such a good time too and, and everyone such a was bad time with the with the comics boom and eventual crash yeah but even like using the likeness of characters like you people were loving the fact of tony or robert downey jr is uh, Tony Stark. Now you got the likeness of him in the book. Same thing with mm-hmm. someone like Sam Chris Jackson. Yeah, Sam Jackson or uh, Chris Hemsworth. You got that in the book, so now it correlates with one another. Now people yeah. are going nuts because they want every single book these people are in. So, yeah, for me, 1990 to 2000 would be my independence and uh, DC, which okay. granted now they still have a lot more impact, but that's where I think where it really stood the ground for them. And then 2010 to 2020 would be Marvel's. Well, let era. me let me ask you guys this: with our wealth of comic knowledge between the three of us, if we can narrow it down, if we can narrow it down to the two years where we are all in the same area, 2012. Think about it for a second and tell me what you think your favorite moment is from 2012 to 2014. I would be 2014. Okay. What would it be, Jamie? It'd be 2013, 2015. Okay. Well, I'm saying like for 2012 Mm -hmm. to 2014, I think we're all in the same area because Tone said the past 10 years, that's back down to 2012. That leaves you with me with 2012, 2014, because you had the emergence of the new 52. You had the changeover in uh, Marvel to likeness of characters. You have Mm. the rise of new and great independent comic writers and comic artists. Yeah. Um, at that rate, yeah, I would go that realm. Okay. For me, uh, Tone, I'm going to give you another minute or two yeah, to yeah. think about it. Uh, for yeah. me, in 2012, uh, the return of Valiant, the summer of Valiant. Uh, Jamie, 2000, uh, what was it, 2011? 
2011 was new 52, right? But, 2012 kicked off new 252. Okay, 2012. So there you go. You had two universes exploding onto the map at that point, like a complete 95% redo of the DC universe. DC's ultimate, if people want to compare that with Marvel's line. Um, geez, those are the two big, big events for me i mean yeah you had the summer of the avengers then too and marvel now was a soft reboot which marvel now marvel now not marvel now 1.0 or 2.0 exactly so yeah but but the summer of valiant and the launch of new 52 are the two things that come to mind for me tone what do you think 2012 to 2014 since we're all in that same uh small space of enjoying the same books at the same time um in that space i see both comic companies putting top tier writers on top tier books period yeah absolutely Um, and uh and so you get new 52 batman uh you get new 52 batman which is just uh, stellar and uh and that was scott snyder right uh and greg capullo yeah right just writing the hell out of a great character and introducing new uh, legitimate new ideas and concepts into a character over at Marvel. I mean, come on, they laid the ground. That's when they're running the time that they, they do the Illuminati in that time frame. Yep. They run the, they, they run the uh, when time runs out story. And yes. They end, and they end by bringing back, making classic characters prominent again. Right. Um, introducing legitimate conflict between monarchs like in if you look at what marvel's doing they introduce uh they brought namer back to the to the world stage they brought um they bought uh brought uh t'challa and namer into conflict right major they, conflict they, too exactly like really big decisions uh you you have the uh the advent of doom once again working a problem that the heroes aren't able to work in a in a hickman-esque massive story that is detail oriented mm. right that is uh, but in and long which drives some people crazy but man I love there's a lot stories. of universe building right that takes place right there so um to me it's not just kind of the big things it's marvel and dc both saying we're going to put the best talent on the best books and take the chains off of them and let them go. And they did not disappoint. Yeah. And that was the year that time frame that 2012 to 2014, I was talking about mm-hmm. Tinian took over and his first solo for DC, which was Talon. Ah, out of and the pages of Snyder's Batman. He, he also worked with uh, Snyder. He was co-writer on Batman. I had to look it up again just to make sure. Cause I thought he was nice. part of uh, detective comics, but that was uh, Tomasi, I believe. Okay. Well, I think it is safe to say that even though our uh, date ranges are vast and wide uh, for two years in the history of comic books, Tone Supa, the Sci-Fi Swordsman, the Immortal Jamie, and the Wonderful Tim all loved the same books at the same time from 2012 to 2014. Tim the Terrible. Tim the Terrible. That's right. There you go. I forgot J-Dub. <laughs> oh, J-Dub. The mor- the, I just get the immortal Jamie. <laughs> how, how rude is that? <laughs> so, so, so gentlemen, do you think, do you think it's safe to say that at least for us, the sweet spot 
would be 2012 to 2014. I would say, yeah. Um, now, I, I would I say, say, I gotta say the era. <laughs> I got to say the era. Um, when I tie it down to the year, like that two-year stretch, um, if I were to take that two-year stretch, well, I would be very happy with it. I'd still mm-hmm. be hard-pressed to say 1962 to 1964 or mm-hmm. 64 to 66 when Marvel just freaking just explodes with fantastic for x-men yeah. spider-man the incredible yeah. in two-year stretch i can't say that but as an era of things happening yeah. i can say that okay ladies and gentlemen you heard it here tone will not be nailed down for anybody <laughs> no. yeah. all right gentlemen before we get out of here tone do you have anything you'd like to say to our wonderful viewing audience that is watching right now nothing other than what i always say which is thank you for investing in us sharing your time with us tonight fellowshipping with us thank you for joining the clan hope you reach out to your friends colleagues family members and invite them to join the clan so we can continue to grow remember here at the codex station we love heroes we love comics you are a hero that is absolutely correct jamie what about you what do you have to say to our wonderful viewing audience today kind of like what tone said we're trying to build a better comic community and that takes you so thank you for all that are viewing thank you for all that are hitting those like buttons subscribes those follows we're on that fight for 50 and the race to 100 so guys go check us out if you guys can tell your friends tell your family tell your grandparents they might like it too um (laughs) but guys as always i know it's tough out there right now and you know even changing the perspective of someone's life just by smiling at them and making them smile back could change the course of everything so guys always be kind And as always, I will see you in the next one. Absolutely, guys. And you know what's coming next. Find us on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, Discord, and on podcast streaming platforms. All you got to do is type in The Codex Station, and that is where you will find us. Uh, Don't forget, we have new episodes of Breaking the Code every Friday here on Twitch. On Saturdays, it's Codex After Dark, and on Wednesdays, the flagship program, the Codex Podcast, will be there for you live every week. Once again, all you got to do is type in the Codex Station, and there we are. Once again, my name is Tim. On this side of me is the wonderful Jamie. Down below is Tone Supa, the Sci-Fi Swordsman. This is Breaking the Code. We are the Codex Station, and we will see you next time.